skincare is not one size fits all. At Image, we rely on skincare professionals and clinically proven ingredients to create solutions that adapt to your lifestyle. But don't take it from us. Just ask the 30,000 plus professionals in over 60 countries across the globe who trust Image skincare to deliver when it comes to results. And while we got our start with skincare pros, we think it's about time you got to know us better too. Tune into SkinFluence to hear straight from industry professionals on how to keep your skin healthy, radiant, and resilient through every stage of your vibrant life. Hello and welcome back skincare aficionados to SkinFluenced, a podcast where we chat all things skin. I am Jacqueline Hill, I am your host, and I'm very excited about today's episode. Um, I hope that you guys got an opportunity to tune in to last month where we talked with Dr. Mark Ronard and we really focused on healthy aging. It was one of my favorite podcasts that we've done so far. We talked about everything from mind, body, and spirit. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, definitely tune in. But today's topic is really, really near and dear to my heart. Today we are going to be talking about taking action against acne. So from everything from acne positivity to the best treatments, technologies, um, what kind of food you can eat, how hormones affect acne, how stress affects acne on your skin. So this is really the reason that I got into skincare. So as a professional skincare therapist for 30 years now, uh, I started because I had acne and I could not figure out how to take care of my skin. And so this was part of my skin journey. Um, I said I had acne, but what I want to say is I have acne because it's an ongoing process for me every single day taking care of it, and we have an expert here today. So our guest here today is Dr. Deborah Longwell, and Dr. Deborah is a board-certified dermatologist. She became board-certified in 1992, and she's bringing her expertise of the very latest treatments that she uses on her patients. She has served the South Florida community for over 30 years. She also lends her expertise in a lot of different things in the medical industry, from mentoring, physician's assistants, nurse practitioners, high school students, medical students, And on a personal note, she is a devoted wife of 37 years, the mother of four, the grandmother of three, and in her time away from her practice, she enjoys outdoors, photography, yoga, cooking, and celebrating with her friends and family. Dr. Longwell, I feel like you have more hours in the day than I have. (laughs) You have some extra hours to be doing all of these things. So welcome. I'm so excited to have you here with us today on the podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's very exciting to be here. It's exciting. So this is Dr. Longwell's very first podcast ever. So we, when you, she blows up and she becomes world famous, you guys will know that she started here with us at SkinFluence. So let's get right into it. I wanted to talk about this acne positivity movement. Are you aware of this movement that's happening kind of all over social media? Yes, I, I am. I'm, I'm very excited for it. I have... Um, I have patients that come in and they feel so sad that they have acne and uh, I, I feel I feel for them and, and now with this positivity movement they're able to go ahead and, and feel okay it's okay to have a pimple wake up with a pimple and it's okay not to touch it and it's okay to look feel beautiful all the way around with just having a few blemishes on your face or, or just little red marks or scars on your face it's okay and to feel good and that's just the pimples are not you it's 
you are more than that. I think that's so important. The pimples are not used. So this statistic I thought was really interesting that nine to 10 people age 11 to 30 will experience some kind of acne at some point. So that's almost everybody. So it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to be shaming people for their skin or having uh, breakouts on their skin. Correct. I, you know, in my experience, I've seen Kids that have acne and then they become adults because I've seen them grow up. Um, they have no acne as an adult. And then there's the parents that have never had any acne and all of a sudden now they're older and, and they're in their 50s or 60s and they don't, and acne's not going to spare them. They can get that acne rosacea. So yes. some point in one's life, it appears that you're going to get acne, whether it's in your teenage years, your midlife, or older. Or you could be like me and you can have it from your teenage years to your midlife and keep it as you're older. And so it could just be something that is part of who you are. And every day you get to do a little maintenance and take care of it. So, it's, so, it's, it's chronic, yes. Yeah, it definitely is chronic. And I, my dermatologist when I was 13 told me that it would go away when I became an adult. So I, sometimes I want to find him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and tell him that didn't maybe you just happen. haven't grown up exactly and you're just having a great time being a teenager that could be it. maybe he meant mentally grow up and then that's uh, why it's never quite gone away so well, well yeah because you look young at heart on all well thank you mm -hmm. you i when i read your statistics and i look at you guys if you could see dr longwell you would not think she's done anything for 30 years because she is incredibly young looking thank you Okay, so let's get into what exactly acne is. Um, I know we have, uh, you know, people think they know what acne is, or, you know, when I was young, I just thought it was because my face was dirty, right? So the more I would wash my face, my acne would go away. So let's talk about a little bit what it is. First, what causes acne? What exactly causes it? Well, it, there's a buildup in the, in the skin that causes, like, the dead skin cells and the um, bacteria can develop inside the hair follicles um, and the, your pores. And then it can develop either inflammatory or non-inflammatory acne. Okay. So the inflammatory would be more the red pimples, um, the pustules, the cysts, the nodules. And then you have the non-inflammatory, just those little white bumps that are hard that you want to, you just spread your, like see patients come in all the time, they spread their skin and they say, look, doctor, look, I have all these bumps. Right. So, um, and typically the non-inflammatory, the little clogged pores that people are seeing underneath their skin, are their their patients just love to pick them, oh. and then they can turn into this inflammatory um, okay. acne, and all these dead skin cells with bacteria develop, and then you develop worse problems after. So um, acne can develop with little bumps to an inflammatory with pustules, cysts, nodules, or even an acne pustular, like a combination. Right. And then you have um, you can develop on your face, your chest, your back, your arms. Sometimes uh -huh. the backside. Right. And is it something that's hereditary? Like, do you get it from your parents? Is it stress? Is it hormones? Is it food? Is it a combination of everything? Typically, it's a combination of um, everything you've just said. Okay. Um, the the hormones when you're a teenager are going yes. like sky high and you're nervous about all the things that's going on in your life. So your cortisol is going high and you're, you're not really stable in your, your hormones. So then that's where the acne gets developed in the cystic 
Um, and that's really genetic. So okay. typically, um, if you're going to see the real indented scarring, that's like a parent or somebody in the family has it. Okay. And then if you, if you get away with just the little pustules that go away after a week or so, and they only come when you have your menstrual cycle or a guy gets it, like if he's playing um, lacrosse and he has like a mask on his face that's running, right. um, that could be just like a, a cause. And also food. And um, sugar and dairy are very um, common um, causes of acne and then which we have I'm sure we'll touch on later those are my two favorite things <laughs> uh, yeah the PCOS the polycystic ovarian right. syndrome which um, where the women are get and and um, getting a little bit of acne because of the increase in the male androgen or hormones in their system ah. and that's typically um, genetic but also I'm finding it a lot now um, because of the hormones that are fed are in our chicken and our meat and our eggs and our milk and our milk and, and our cheeses all of that it goes kind of across the board yeah and then when um formulas uh, if you look at the main ingredient in a formula it's it's supposedly the most natural form to mother's milk yes. but the first ingredient is corn or um corn sugar or really? or soy and um those sugars i think um and I'm not saying it's, I haven't done a study or anything, but right. I think that there's some type of um, responsibility there for causing a lot of the girls now getting PCOS. And PCOS is not only acting on the acne part, but it's also increasing hair on their face. They're losing hair early on their scalp. Um, they're getting, um, they're gaining weight and they're not able to lose it. Um, and they're exhausted and tired, and then it develops into or can develop into like a diabetic situation. That's so interesting because I think that's something that we don't think about. You think, well, I ate a healthy form of that, but you don't look at the entire formulation of kind of everything that's in the food that you're consuming, and just one little ingredient can have such a big effect. So those are some of the things that people should look for, dairy and sugar and soy and corn and corn Mm -hmm. and corn syrup yeah yes yeah Um, and then you know back in the day we were have a glass of milk or have a couple of glasses of milk and this will make your bones strong of course we didn't know that this milk was actually making our acne worse all right so those are some really really good key points and for my skin therapists who are out there um, that might be a really good thing that maybe add to your skin consultation if people are suffering from breakout and acne. So we talked about some of the things that can cause it. What are, for first of all, what are some of the treatments? Are the treatments topical? Are there things they can do at home? Do they need to go in and see a skin therapist or come in and have like laser with you or extractions? I like to watch Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh. So like, what are some of the things? Well, first thing is less is more. Less is more. So I when like you this. start looking at your face in that high-powered mirror and you start noticing pimples um, after you've brushed your teeth, you're like, and you can't stop and you keep picking, 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 you're making your situation worse. So then you're going to make yourself have scars. So the first thing is less is more. So wash your face with a gentle washcloth with whatever cleanser you like the best that's not overly drying or overly um, non-cleaning um, and dry it well with the washcloth. And... Um, if you have pustules and that look like bacterial, typically we in the dermatology world we will give you maybe a topical antibiotic, okay. or we can give you a topical um, like anti-androgen, which is like a spironolactone, okay. or um, we also have benzoyl peroxide, salicylic acid, adaptalines, or retinoids, um, and all of these in combination help with different forms of acne. 
um, with the comedonal or the pustular or the cystic. Okay. If you have cystic acne consistently, topical is not really going to help you completely. You're right. And the cystic, take... those are the big hard ones under the skin, right? Yes. That hurt. And that, that and... hurt and... Um, and you can't. And if you can't swing by the office and get a quick injection to make it go down, we would. Um, and if it's chronic, we would technically give you an oral antibiotic for a short period of time. And if it's really bad, um, I'm sure that the community knows about Accutane, and Accutane's yes. got a lot of side effects, but it's a great medication if you are a candidate for it. Yes, um, and Accutane, um, that's for the most like severe cases where we've kind of tried everything else and like this is like our last effort last, to really yes. get it and under control. Also, like if you have postural or cystic acne that's causing keloids on the back or yes. preventing future scarring, it's a really good thing to, to a good medication to use um, if you're a perfect candidate. I, I don't recommend using it right before a, a child, a teenager is going to go to college like okay. the next like in the next several months because we need to keep an eye on um, the patient right because there's lots of blood work that needs to be done and, and lots of questions um, including birth control would be have to be important there um, as far as in combination like over-the-counters there's benzoproxide salicylic acid um, there's now over-the-counter adapalene or differin gel um, in combination with those we have um, things that you could do in the office which are facials right. which are great for cleaning and in addition to using your topicals and we also have lasers um, that help with the acne marks so when I have a patient that has pustules and redness and indented areas or hyperpigmentation I yes. have a laser that's called an N-light laser it's a vascular oh, nice. laser okay. and it doesn't give you any downtime we do it every um, month or so and it just after like the fourth treatment there's like no marks left on the skin right. so that's kind of rebuilding that collagen so if you have acne pit scars or even taking care of pigmentation you said and as well. also the red marks so a lot of patients will nice. have those little red marks that are left over they're they'll after treatment um, like first or second month they're, they don't have any new acne pimples, but they have the marks. And now right. we're going to work on the marks, and that laser is perfect for that. There's another laser called a BBL, uh, broadband light, yes. which is um, like a really strong IPL. Yes. But it's a little, it's more gentle, and it's more geared to skin type. It's fabulous for acne as well as marks um, and controlling acne rosacea. Right. So they just need to come have a consultation because depending on what type of breakout they're getting – inflammatory non-inflammatory and what regimen they do then these are in support of helping that to take care of the skin yes and we also in the consultation would touch on the their um, diet as well as the, how they're taking care of their their lifestyle right. keeping the stress down oh yeah mm -hmm. I love that a little mm -hmm. bit of yoga mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yoga for acne I love that so what do you think are some of the top misconceptions people have about acne or questions that you people are asking you that they're getting wrong information regarding acne. So I'll have a, um, typically a teenager, they'll go to the the, the counter and, the, well, before COVID, I guess, but yeah. they would go to the makeup counter and they would, um, and their skin is really oily and they're, they're told to put a moisturizer on. Right. Um, I think that's a big mis, 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 a mistake that, the, the, not everybody needs a moisturizer. Okay. And um, they're not going to age just because they're not using a moisturizer. Right. And also picking and having to get rid of every clogged pore is, is not a good thing either. And overly drying your face and putting tons of retin, retinol or retin-A um, every single night is also not a great choice to do. You could get the benefits of using it by right. using it a couple times a week. Um, and then if you um, 
it, it's also the genetic thing. It's not your fault for getting the acne. Oh, a lot of patients I will think it's that. their fault, and it's right. really not their fault. It's it's just that they have to understand how to take care of their own face and skin um, on in their on their body. Yeah, I think it's just a little bit different for everybody. There can be different causes. Like right now, there's a lot of masks. Still, we're going to be wearing masks, I think, for a little bit now. Are you seeing more inflammation or mask knee or breakout underneath those masks? And what are you suggesting for that? So um, I, I feel so bad with everyone having to wear the mask now. I mean, me included. Um, but the um, the acne gets, you know, you're sweating in there. You're breathing um, into the mask. The mask has either chemicals or detergent on it. And then you're putting that back onto your face, and there's friction rubbing, and it's clogging your pores and causing more of the dead cells and bacteria to build up. But there's no, you can't not wear a mask. Correct. So what do you do? So you have to find masks that, that are more comfortable for you. Okay. And then um, during the middle of the day, like if the kids are in school, maybe they can wash their face in the midday oh, nice. and then get a new mask to put on. Um, they can um, put some medications on midday if they're able to do that in school. And... I find that the, the disposable uh, masks can cause allergic reactions more so ah, than okay. just like a regular mask that we have, like like cloth masks. Okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And then if you put like certain detergents in the mask, like um, um, like shout to get the stains out, right. that, that chemical, if it stays in there, you're breathing that chemical in and it's going on your skin. So that okay. can also cause an irritant allergic reaction or more irritant acne as well. Um, so... You know, so maybe like the baby washing powder, remember that, like draft, like, like really yeah, clean mm-hmm. and Or like simple. an all free and clear. I like yes. Okay. Some, of the, some of the masks you can just put in the washing machine and put on delicate. Yes. Um, it's made of like a material that you can work out in. Yes. Those are probably a good choice. Okay. So more breathable, mm-hmm. gentle detergents on there as well. Yes. I've seen like, you know, the kids when they would play lacrosse. Yes. Or baseball and they would have to wear their um, helmets and masks. And mm-hmm. those, those kids also were getting constant um, acne. So now that's the same kind of thing when adults now are having to wear a mask day in and day out. They never had acne, and now they don't know what to do with themselves. Right. Um, and it's part of the an acne rosacea or perioral dermatitis that's actually causing this problem. Okay. So those are some great tips. I know, too, um, when I was working in the treatment room, I worked on a lot of African-American people and the oils that we put in our hair or the, the gels that we use on it. Sometimes those can cause acne. So can we talk a little bit about product like cosmetic acne like you can get it from blushes or foundation or hair products so those are things that people should look for so if you notice that you're getting more of a bumpy acne around the hairline it's like what we call pomade acne okay and um, I find that a lot of the leave-in waxes or gels Mm -hmm. in the hair and the kids or adults they don't wash their hair often and and all they need to do is not wash their all their hair if they don't want to wash all their hair. They can just wash maybe a centimeter around the hairline. Okay. Dry that and then be able to cleanse their face and put their medications on. Um, like, again, the same thing, less is more. So if you want to put leave-ons in your hair, maybe put it a little bit further away from your face. Right. Um, and more on the ends. And be careful of the bottom of the hair if it's long and not let it hang on your back. You want right. to lift your hair up. Right. Um, and men have long hair, too, so now. And so they're finding, They do. They do. Yeah. So we're finding that there's men having acne back in the, their upper back from their hair. Um, and then if you're spraying hairspray or any type of leave-in um, oil or something, you just want to make sure it doesn't hit your face. And you try to keep your hair off your face um, as much as you possibly can. 
And does that go the same for like touching your face with your hands during the day or if you have to wear a hat? Are there, can all of those things contribute? Yeah, so under the hat area can cause that irritation or, or suffocation of the follicle as well as um, when you're touching, like a lot of people will touch the spot on their face to see if it's still there. Right. And it is still there. Right. <laughs> if you, you could look in the mirror to see if it's still there, but if you touch it, it'll get bigger. Right. And then it's like when you squeeze a pimple, also you're touching, touching, and you squeeze it, only a quarter comes out and three quarters can rupture under the skin. So that little tiny, in, almost invisible bump now comes very visible. And then you're more self-conscious of it. So if we just left our hands off our face um, from picking, it would help a lot. I see a lot of stuff on social media with people either putting heat on uh, inflamed blemish or icing it. Do you have any kind of at-home tricks for people if they want it to go away a little faster besides just leave it alone and let it run its course? So the um, heat and ice can are, are okay, but okay. they can also burn if you leave it on too long. Okay. Also, some people will take a salicylic acid toner, oh, and yes. if, I've seen it where they've soaked it in um, a... A cotton ball and then like left it alone for a long period of time that actually burn their skin like yes. a chemical peel and it if you leave it on too long like I had a patient that left it on her cheek and went to sleep with it and oh. she had it down um, hole into the fat the next morning wow. that's how strong that toner was wow. so you have to be careful what you do but um you know there are people talk about toothpaste I'm um, an old-fashioned um, trick I used to use when I was a kid because I, I had acne a little yes. bit when I was a <laughs> child, um, was milk of magnesia, the magnesium sulfate, which is, it doesn't, it's not invisible, but right. we um, took a little cotton ball and put it on, and we had, like, little white dots on our <laughs> face, and by the next day, it was all dried up. It was all dried up. Yeah. All right. So let's, the, all the milk of magnesia is going to be gone off the yeah. shelf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After this podcast, they're going to have, like, a spike. So buy some stock, guys, because yeah. We're going to have a little spike. They wonder what's this. going on. They wonder <laughs> what is going on. So is there any way at all to prevent acne? For people who are like, I've never had it and I don't want to get it. Is it something that's preventable or is it just treatable and maintainable? Well, if you know, um, like all of a sudden you're you're noticing you're getting more flushed or red um, and, and it's you're living in Florida, South Florida and it's hot outside, you want to, the heat can actually act, aggravate your acne and make okay. your acne get worse or start it as well as certain foods like um, red wine, chocolate, spicy food. Um, All the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> actually, believe it or not, um, healthy food too, like spinach, avocado. Really? Um, and some melons. Okay. And also um, soy. Certain yes. things like that can, um, like soy sauce, spicy foods, can yeah. actually aggravate your acne. Um, so, and also, if you know your family has, your, has a propensity to having acne, then um, usually you have an idea and you're kind of always taking care of it. But right. cleansing your face twice a day is also very helpful. And if you're in South Florida where it's hot, you might want to wash your face a third time at the end of the day because you, if you're outside and you want to get some of that pollution off your face and the oils, like even if you're living in New York too, I mean, it's still right. the same thing with hot and humid and... And pollution mm -hmm. and a lot of pollution. All right. So we did a little social listening um, and we asked some of our image skincare followers on Instagram some questions. So is it okay if I ask some of the questions that our listeners sent in? Sure. See if I can help you. All right. So the first one is, oh, the, I really love this one. This is a great one. What supplements can people take to help with acne? So is there any vitamin or anything I should be taking? 
So there's zinc and selenium are, okay. are two really good um, vitamins. It's also helpful for maintaining your um, immune system. Um, also, the, like your acne can get worse if your immune system goes down. Um, oh, you know, okay. you, you know, if you're not feeling so good and all of a sudden you have a big mama pimple there. Yeah. Um, and also vitamin C is, is helpful. And it seems to be all the antioxidants that are good um, for your immune system are also going to be good for your skin. All right. And is there a certain amount that they should be taking or just taking it like in the multivitamin is okay? I start with the multivitamin and, you know, there's some um, combinations like um, airborne. Um, oh, I love you airborne. Put, yeah. You can put that in a little drink. You, you don't have to be flying anywhere, okay. which I don't think many people are flying very far. No. <laughs> but you can take that, and that seems to be very helpful. Okay, I love airborne. All right, so we spoke earlier about you can have acne on different parts of your body, not just your face. Is the body treated the same with acne as you treat on the face? So it can be. Um, typically, the chest and the um, upper back are a little bit more oily than the face. Okay. So I can, um, I'll recommend a retinoid or, or retin-A type of, or tretinoin um, okay. or glycolic acid, a little stronger for the back, or maybe use it a little more often okay. than the face. Um, and everyone has a different T-zone area that they might need a little extra help. And on the sides, they don't need as much. So it's kind of... Um, more personalized, and I would help the patient if they came in for a consultation, what to do in that regard. All right, so that skin tends to be a little bit more resistant, so you might have to pop it up a notch from what you're doing. A little bit if you're more oily, yeah. And also be careful of picking those areas too because they can scar. All right. So this question is really good. Is there a way that you can control hormonal acne better? Um, By yourself? Would be diet. Okay. Um, making sure that your your meats and chickens and your, your milk, or if you're drinking milk, are organic. Okay. Your eggs are organic. Okay. Um, and lots of um, plant-based would be good to, to eat. Lots of water. And then um, as far as um, topical hormonals, we have some special-made um, prescribed medications that we do tailored-made to the patient in the office with spironolactone or Dapsone, those are two medications that we use for hormonal acne. And um, then there's other oral medications where, depending on your blood results, it would right. be oral spironolactone or metformin okay. um, or a type of birth control that will lower the androgens. Okay. So you really, if you, to, to really determine that that acne is being caused hormonally, you need to see your physician and have some blood work done. Tip, typically, I, I like to have a baseline blood work because okay. if um, the DHEAS is high and the serum free and total testosterone is high, then we really need to, to lower that. And, um, and then I'm going to need the patient's help with their lowering their own cortisol levels by um, not being so stressed out, take, you know, drinking lots of water and, and yoga and meditation and um, not eating sugar. Um, and controlling all the um, high glycemic food intake. I, I love how you're talking about, you know, it's just not a one fix, right? It's not just wash your face or just apply this cream or serum or medicine. You really have to have a whole lifestyle in order to be able to be treating your acne effectively. Yes, you need um, to, besides exercise and sweating and then cleaning the sweat off, that's part of it because it's helping with the stress. And then what you put into your body is nutritious is going to help with your skin as well. Okay. All right. 
And this is the final question that we had. What are some ways that you can treat the hyperpigmentation and acne scarring? So I know we went into that a little bit. Can you talk a little bit about what that hyperpigmentation is or why we would get that scarring? So there's um, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So after Which I get. <laughs> so after inflammation, like if you're cooking, you burn your arm, you have right. a red mark, and there's a dark mark. Some people's dark marks will go away faster than other people's, and some people need a little assistance. Um, so the same thing goes with picking a pimple on your face or having a leftover inflammatory pimple. If you um, pick it so far that it's down to an area of white or hypopigmentation, wow. in addition to hyperpigmentation, there's no hope or help for hypopigmentation. Right. So don't pick that. that so deep. stop picking. Yeah. <laughs> and then as far as the... Um, the hyperpigmentation, we have lighteners with azelaic acid, nice. um, which are by prescription, or Phenacea, which is the brand name. Um, it comes in different formula formulations, like um, with gels or foams or, or lotions or creams. Okay. And depending on your if your skin is oily or dry. And then there's hydroquinone, um, which okay. has uh, is a prescription medication. It depends if you want to diffusely uh, lighten everything or just um, pinpoint your pigmentation. Those lighten, and the most important thing for pigmentation or lightening pigmentation is sun avoidance yes. with, a, with a sunblock that has titanium dioxide and zinc oxide, so it's more of a mineral sunblock okay. and not a chemical sunblock. All right. Okay. I love that. And then what about the scars? How do we prevent or treat those scars? So there's different kinds of scars. There's ice pick scars. There's um, more indented, like scooped out scars. Yeah. Um, we have a variety of different things. We have um, lasers to help with them. Um, the whole thing is be able to um, be able to continue your lifestyle, so you're not interrupted and not right. like healing for two months trying to get rid of one or two scars. What you right. want to do is do it gradually because that's how skin changes. So we have um, the Enlight or vascular laser I was telling you about that helps with those purple indented or hyperpigmented scars that look like purplish yes. and brown. Um, and then that also builds collagen. And it's a slow slow process, but it, after several treatments, you're, the patients put on they put makeup on and they're all smooth and they're happy. And some are walking around without makeup, which is which great. Is, we usually are acne go, right? Yes, to, yes. to not have to cover mm -hmm. everything up with acne. I know at the beginning of my acne journey when I was learning more about skin, one of the things that really helped me was having chemical peels. Like I had a series of chemical peels. How do you feel about chemical peels to be able to maintain or treat or take care of the skin and acting so some um, chemical peels are you know like it depends on their skin type so there's different yes. varieties of types of skin peels with resorcinol or glycolic or salicylic tca you just don't want to do something too aggressive the first thing first is everyone says just take off all my skin doc and then <laughs> i get new skin but then it may look good for two weeks but then after that you could be hyperpigmented later right. So you want to go slow, and you don't want to have a peel. You don't have to be like um, where your skin's coming off in sheets to have a good result. You can do a light peel where you're molecularly peeling slowly and then improve with other things in addition at home, um, applications at home. And um, so it depends on your skin type and right. um, how much sun exposure you're going to have, right. which the, the, the peel that you should choose for your skin. I mean, I like peels. We do peels in the office. I love that you said that. I think one of the biggest misconceptions people have too is that, you know, I've had this 
condition for a long time and then I you're I'm gonna you're gonna I'm going to come into your office and you're gonna fix it. Right. And one visit. Fix, one visit, one cream mm-hmm. and and we're never gonna have to try anything else. So I love that you say it, be slow because acne can be you know, it can be a little nerve wracking and people want to be more aggressive. So I definitely love that you like say be slow and it's gonna take time. Well the other thing is today your your hormones and everything are the way they are today. Right. Tomorrow you completely could be completely different. Right. And and then like a couple months from now who knows? I mean, we we'll ha- could have a pandemic or not have a pandemic, you know? <laughs> the stress <laughs> could be big or it could be, it could be perfectly stress. fine, right? So you don't know. And so as your your body's going to respond to whatever environmental influences are going on. Right. And that's why you may need to change up your products or your regimen or your treatment program. And I think the most thing is for everybody to be patient and to still have that acne positivity. If you get a couple of breakouts, I love what you said. You are not the pimple. Right. It's and it's controllable. It's okay. It's it, you're you, you are more than that pimple. Hmm? You're yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's hard. I I I get there. I I look in the mirror in it and I'm fixated on it. So well, um, you can cover it and you know there is a benefit of a mask today. Yes. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you've got to look at the positive with yeah. the mask. Some days I need a ski mask. But. Oh. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> But yeah, as long as we can cover it up. All right. So this was amazing information. I learned so much stuff. I always learn so many things. Now, if someone wanted to come to your office and have a consultation, um, how do they reach you? How would they get in touch with you? Well, we have on Instagram. You can DM. Um, It's Miami Dermatology. Okay. And our phone number, um, if you're going to call, we make appointments that way too, is 305-279-SKIN. Seven five four six. Okay, I like that. And, Easy um, to remember. Mm-hmm. And um, we also have a website, um, longwilderm at, um, at com. Okay, longwilderm com. And um, we, you know, just reach out, and you can also look me up, Deborah Longwill L O N G W I L L. All right. So, all things acne. I think we covered everything. Is there any? like little acne nugget that you want to leave our listeners with today just be kind to yourself you are beautiful and um throw away that mirror the high-powered mirror especially those magnifying that, that magnifying mirror, mirror you got to get rid of it brush your teeth and run <laughs> brush your teeth in the dark yeah <laughs> all right well thank you so much for being with us today dr longwell thank you guys for listening today and of course you want to make sure that you tune in every single month so follow us on social media at image skincare and we are going to see you here next month with Thank you for listening to Skinfluenced. If you are skincare obsessed just like us, don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast. We also love hearing from our skincare fans, so send us your questions and comments to skinfluenced at imageskincare.com.